Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Breakfast Show on Faith FM. And uh, during the break, of course, Minnie made a commitment to go camping and four-wheel driving. <laughs> no, I'll come, but when, I don't even know when the long weekend is. I don't know. When is the long weekend? Sometime in October, isn't it? I don't know. Kelvin, Should Liam, be. somebody help us out. When is, the, <laughs> when is the long weekend that is coming up? We need to find the, out the answer I to this question. I think it's the second weekend of October, is it not? Uh, and that's, that's soon. No, it's the first weekend of October, and then the second week is when we change daylight saving. Yeah. Oh. We will see. We will find out. We will, we will find the answer to this problem uh, because, yes, daylight saving is about to change and half of no. Australia is about to lose their minds. And so I'm just going to sit back with popcorn and watch everybody lose their minds. Because you know what? Second Tuesday in October, oh, November, isn't it, is um, second is, is Melbourne Cup. And I always remember oh, that it's, mm. it's two weeks before Melbourne Cup is when the daylight saving changes. It is Monday, October 5. Oh, that's the soon. Producer yep. has come so through for us. It is Monday, oh, October da, 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 da. Yep. So it's not far. It's, it's my birthday in that far. week, in that week that after then. Mm. There I you go. I just realised I just want to say that. It came out and then yeah. I was like, oh, get it back. <laughs> 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 not that weekend, just in that there's, week. <laughs> okay, and, 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 and there's this thing, there's this thing, um, there's this thing, Minnie, that uh, we have here called radio. I know. And I that means that it's just not the four of us in the studio right now that, that now know this information. It's like the whole of Australia is like, hmm, this is, this is Minnie's birthday. It's coming up. It's right. I didn't say when specifically. Do you know what? Just a little side note before we do Bible right. study. I once spent like a month hiding anything about my birthday so that my workmates couldn't know. And then my mum, bless her heart, called my show. Hey, do you guys want to come to Sherilyn's thing? <laughs> And I was like, Mom, I worked yeah. so hard. And for <laughs> those of you who don't know, Sherry Lynn is Minnie's oh, other name. Yes. The name <laughs> on my birth certificate. Yes, that's, that's one, one of her one names. Of the, yes, yes, one of, correct. One of, many, one of many nicknames that Minnie goes by. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so uh, just a quick note to all of our listeners right now. Uh, the week starting Monday the 5th. <laughs> Mark that in your no. diary. To give us a call and to wish Minnie a happy birthday. Just we don't day. know we don't know which one of those days it is, but it is one of those oh days. Dear. Just bombard every day with every well wishes and you're bound to be sure yeah, it'll be right one or one day one or the other. Days. Yep. Indeed. And of course of course a uh, a very special welcome to Kelvin Langman who is joining us for this morning's Bible study. Uh, we are in Philippians chapter 2. While we're turning to Philippians chapter 2, just to give you a minute to get there, quick reminder, uh, if you don't have the Faith FM app already, just get, get it now. It. Just mm. do it already. Uh, it is the most amazing way to interact with Faith FM. So jump on the app, have a look at all the different features that you've got there. You can listen to all of your favorite programs there. You can listen to past programs. You can listen to it live. You get the live show there. If you're in a delayed broadcast area, you get the live show. And when you're traveling in your car, of course, you simply run it through your Bluetooth or your aux cord or your tape insert or whatever it is that you have in your car and it just works perfectly, and you will never get a scratchy signal listening to the app. Brilliant. It is <laughs> the best way. This is how people listen to the radio these days. Everybody needs to uh, Everybody needs to get on board. Okay, so where are we up to? Philippians chapter 2. This is one of my favorite passages in all of the Bible. Ooh. Uh, we're going to read verses 5 through 11. We're going to look at it in detail. Um, let's Kelvin, why don't you just start off by reading verses 5 to 11? We'll, okay. we'll read these verses and then we'll go back through them. All the way through. So, yep, verses 5 to 11. I'm reading in the New International Version, but follow along with me, whatever version you've got. 
Verse 5, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that, but there <laughs> certainly is. How, how you've got people in the earth and on the earth and under the earth. Okay, we're good. We, wow. we, we have the opportunity this morning to work our <laughs> to way right the way through this yeah. passage and to delve into it in depth. Okay, so your translation is a little bit different from mine. I'll try not to comment. Um, <laughs> verse 5 from the NLT there, please, Minnie. It just says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Both of your translations are letting me down All this right, morning. Well, what does yours say? Come on, tell us what it says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, there is a subtle difference. Okay. Your translations both say, you must. Ooh. Mine says let. Let. Allow for. Are those different things? Is you must and let, are those two different things? It sounds they different are. if someone said it to they me. Are. If someone said let this happen or you must do this, I'm like, don't you know what to do. Like, okay, you must do this means that you have to do something. Yeah, there's right? no choice in there. That's right. Mm. Let means that you must surrender and allow something to happen. There's freedom. That's right. There's freedom. Absolutely. Mm. There is freedom. And it's also when you have complete control over the strength to do it. This is one, let this mind be in you is 100% control is yours as an individual. Yeah. It's your decision. Mm. Are you going to have a mind like Jesus or are you not going to have a mind like Jesus? Mm. See, let is a verb. Mm. We were talking about the English language earlier. (laughs) I know what verbs, I don't know what an adjective, but I know what a verb is. It's a doing word. It was verbs that built the house. For those of you who went primary primary school in my era will know what that means. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the house that that words built. Syntaxes and dangling participles are the ones that I struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed an earlier conversation that we're having. I heard here, some of Kelvin. it. <laughs> okay, so uh, yes, you were able to catch that on the radio on the way in. Mm-hmm. Um, but let is a very different word from you must. You must is totally legalistic. That's just legalism. Absolutely. You know, it's like you must do this in order to be saved. No. Mm. Let Jesus come in. Mm. Now, what this, what this word let really brings out is love. Because let is your freedom to either allow Jesus to come in not allowed Jesus to come in. And if there is no freedom, if there is no freedom, if you don't get a choice in that matter, there is no love. Mm. You know, I come across people say, oh, the sovereignty of God demands that there is no choice. God just chooses. You can't, you can't question anything that God does. It's just unquestionable what God does. Whereas let says, I have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ or I have the opportunity not to. If I can't choose, 
There's no love in that at all. Simply doesn't exist. And that's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's the one thing that we can do in relationship to our salvation. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, so when it comes to salvation, our salvation is done by Jesus Christ. He gives us grace because we never had it before. He extends our grace to his grace towards us so that we can have the power of choice. So in the natural world, as sinners, we have no power to choose God. None whatsoever. He extends his grace to us so that we now have the power to choose. The power to choose is by the grace of God. That's why salvation is by grace alone, even though you have the power of choice. The power of choice comes from God. That's an important distinction to make because some people say, well, you know, if you have the power of choice, then that means that there is a work that you can do in salvation. Yes, mm. but that comes from God. Yeah, that is from God alone. Yeah, He's the one who gives that to you. All right, so let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? What does it mean to have his mind within you? To have his thoughts, to uh-huh. have his desire. To think like he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, then, how did he think? Verse 6. Uh, let's go through. Minnie, want to read for it? Verse 6. Yeah, mine says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. All right. And Kelvin? My version says, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. And mine says, who being in the form of God, did not think it robbery to be equal with God. See, I find that quite a different. If I hear those different versions, I would think they're talking about very different things. Like your one talking about robbery. robbery. Mine's talking about um, mine's talking about um, uh, identity theft. Yes. And the fact that it wasn't identity theft no. when Jesus stood in front of the Pharisees and proclaimed himself as the great I am. Mm. But I mean, if Abraham I, was, I am. That was not identity theft. That was who he was. But if I read that, that's robbery. This is just talking about equality. Like if I read it, it just feels different. Like it feels like we're talking about different things. Does that make sense? Okay. Here's something. Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a point to make. <laughs> here's something even more interesting, okay? Because robbery and equality... Those two go hand in hand because if it's not robbery for him to proclaim himself God, mm, then they're equal. Then they're equal. Yeah. But in what way are they equal? Now, the word equality here comes from the Greek word morph or morphe. Which means. Yeah, you're the school teacher. You know what morph means. Well, morphology is you're describing the shape or the outline of something. And when something morphs from one to another, it changes changes its its look, its outward appearance from Uh one thing to another. Uh So that's to morph. Well, the ancient Greek word, sorry, the first century Greek word of morph means the very essence of a thing. So it's more of an internal rather than external look. Inseparable. 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 So the very essence of a thing. So this this it kind of describes a relationship. So if you think about um, Kelvin, if you think about your relationship with your wife, if you take sin out of the equation. So let's say we're living in a perfect universe. There's no sin in the equation. As a married couple, you morph into each other. So you become the essence of each other. That's the kind of relationship that he's talking about right here. 
And so you've got that incredibly close personal relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit where they are inseparable. Even though they might be in different places at different times doing different things, they are inseparable from each other, which is how God designed the marriage relationship to be. Um, Sin means that, yeah, it's not always like that. Um, Even in the best of relationships, it's not like that. But this is... This is what it means. It means that Jesus is God just as much as the Father is God, just as much as the Holy Spirit is God. Father, Mm -hmm. Son, Holy Spirit, they are all the essence of God, even though they are separate beings. Mm. Okay, so here's what you've got. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, what kind of mind was in Christ Jesus? The Bible says, who being in the form of God. Sorry, let me read that. Uh, who being in the form of God yet did not think it identity theft to be or to proclaim himself as equal with God. That's that's the Lyle Southwell uh, <laughs> translation of the King James translation. Mm. Okay, he didn't think that was identity theft when he when he forgave uh, the paralytic of his sins. Yes, and, and the Pharisees like. Well, who can do that except for God alone? He's like, well, actually, I can because I am God alone. You know, that's who I am. Uh, he did not think it identity theft when he says before Abraham was, I am. Because he was God. Yeah. All right. Uh, we move on from there. So because what, what does your verse 7 say? Because mine says, though he was God, uh, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling, cling to. Verse 7, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. If I was someone who was just reading that, how I would put those together yes. would be viewing, um, I guess, the, the mind of Jesus to be like, yes, I have the equality with God, but there's no um, there's no ego in like, I have this authority, therefore I have the power. I just, um, like I'm willing to give up this. That's right. Yeah. And that's exactly where this yeah. translation is going as well. Yeah. It's exactly where it's going. I was going to say, is it similar wording or is it no. different? Okay. Of course. <laughs> Not of even course. close. <laughs> okay, let me read it to you from... Uh, <clears throat> I'll hold my tongue. The real Bible. <laughs> oh, it had to come out there. Um, <laughs> where was I up to? But made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. Mm. Okay, so mine says made himself of no reputation. What does yours say there? He gave up his divine privileges. Gave up his divine privileges. What does yours say, Kelvin? Um, verse 7 you're talking about, yeah. but made himself nothing, taking mm. the very nature of a servant, but being made in human likeness. Okay. And this is the same thought that's coming through here, is that Jesus, when he was here on this earth, was 100% God. He never ceased in any way, shape, or form to be God. Mm. He never ceased to be the ruler and the creator of the universe. You know, the Bible says, in my translation says he made himself of no reputation. You know, different people have different reputations. Nobody has a bigger reputation than God. <laughs> so he humbled himself. He humbled himself. But he was God. But he was God. How can you be God, the center of all praise and worship, and yet you humble yourself? This is this is this is this is exactly the point right here. How do you how do you do that, right? Now now also the other thing that comes out of this is when Jesus was here on this earth, how much of his divine power, of his personal divine power was he using? None. He how had- much could he have used? Unlimited unlimited supply. Yeah. Exactly. 
So Jesus is walking around on earth. He is just a human being like us. Mm. The Bible says that you know there was he had no comeliness that we should desire him. That's old English. That means you know he wasn't handsome or yeah. he didn't you know he wasn't like oh wow you know that that's clearly God over there. He was not godlike in his bearing. He just looked like a normal human being. And at any time, he could have spoken, and a whole universe would have come into existence. You know, he's a human being who's walking around on earth and he could have just gone, you know what, I want to create a new universe right now. Let's, let's, let's put, a, uh, let's put a, um, uh, a galaxy over in that part of the sky and just spoken the word and spoken it into existence. Mm. He, he could have done that at any time while he's walking around as a human being and he does none of it, nothing by his own divine power within himself. And this is what I find funny about the Roman soldiers. After they crucified him, then they realised, uh-oh, truly this, was the, truly son this of God. was the Son of God. And for them to have done what they did, they must have been trembling in their boots when they realised that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, no question. All right, where are we up to? Uh, verse 8. Verse 8, verse 8, verse 8, verse 8. Man, just like little side note while we're getting there. <laughs> I just, even just in those two verses or three verses, yep. that is a massive call. Yep, that yep. saying, oh, just yeah. let, let this mind. Yep. That's so hard as humans <laughs> to do. Do you know what right. I mean? Because it's like, but yes. but I, I did the thing, so I should have credit. So I have, you know, yeah. like we want to have that yep. recognition. Not uh-huh. not maybe the this, whole. This, this verse makes it sound easy, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> but you think about that, you're like, mm. <laughs> but it says here he humbled himself, and if he humbled himself as equal with the others, then it might not have been Jesus, but it could have been God or Holy Spirit that came and died on the cross. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And a few uh, text messages coming in during the break. One of them says, love the study on the 144,000. No pen has come close to the scenario of the last days just before the second coming. At the first destruction of the world, only eight people were saved. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 144,000 is very generous of God. What do you think? <laughs> Having fun here. That's what the, this text Okay, so, I mean, hey, I just had to say it. It would go there. As mm-hmm. soon as you start this discussion, 144,000, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, 1-800-324-843. You can call us and share, share your thoughts there. Um, or you can text us on 491 you can share your short thoughts in relationship to the number mm-hmm. or the character of the 144,000. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts in relationship to the character, but I know that you all want to tell me about the number, so <laughs> go ahead. We will let you. It's good to have fun in the Bible as well as to um, <coughs> study to yeah, just think, have a bit of character. I think the questions are good things, though. Of course they're good things. Because if you don't have the question, you don't even want to go find out. You're just That's like, right. oh, it is what it is. Whereas if and you're if like, you never get, if you never get challenged on the mm-hmm. answer, mm-hmm. then that's super, super slack and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we should be challenged on all of We should question everything and be challenged on, on all of the answers that we have because that's how we learn things. I spoke to someone the other day and they said um, they when they talk to people, they want to know, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? Can you defend it? And they were saying that oftentimes the people can do the first one, yep. maybe the second one, not often the third. And I was like, ooh, 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I Send them to me. <laughs> I'd like to, and and that's not because that's not a statement of arrogance. That's a statement of, I'd like to have the experience of defending it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy that experience because I always learn from it. Yeah, 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 fully. And sometimes, uh, there's been a number of very significant times in my life where I've defended it and defended it and defended it and defended it and defended it, and then gone. You know what? That defense wasn't very strong. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'd be like, yeah, okay. rethink that one. Rethink that one. I might be in the wrong. Okay, where are we up to? We're in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. Basically what we've got here is let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, uh, who was God. Yes. But who became a human being and lived as a human being just like you and I. And this is really critical to understanding what this is all about. In fact, let's go over to Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, The book of Hebrews is interesting. The first chapter of Hebrews is all about the divinity of Christ and the second chapter is all about his humanity. Hebrews chapter 2, because this is what's relevant, particularly relevant for us as human beings uh, with Jesus as our example. Because one thing that you brought up, Minnie, is it's, you know, this, it sounds kind of easy. Like, yeah, let this mind be in you. That's easy. No, it's not. No. That's where the battle is. Uh-huh. Surrender, when we don't want to surrender, is a battle. But God will never force you to surrender. Yeah. He'll give you the power to surrender. He will never force you to. And allowing Jesus to come into your life to give you victory over temptation is the hardest battle that was ever fought. Yeah. And victory over temptation is not necessarily freedom from it. No, that's right. Like, victory like over temptation comes from Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that temptation's yeah. coming back again. Exactly. But I think sometimes we can think it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've got I've got past that one. That that thing that isn't even a problem. No, no, no. Just just let's calm down there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> All right, so where are we up to? We are up to... What's the verse? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. Start, start there. Right. Kelvin, why don't you read that one for us? Verse 11, yep. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. Okay, so Jesus is the one who makes us holy. We are the ones who are made holy. And Jesus is of the same family. In other words, he became a human being like us. Minnie, why don't you read for us? No, I'm going to read the next one. No, Minnie, you can read the next one. Verse 14. Verse 14? Yes. Okay. Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Okay, so can God die? Can divinity die? Well, here it says no. No, divinity can't die. The only, that, and, this is, and this shows you just how thoroughly Jesus became a human being. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't a partial human being. He wasn't a hybrid human being. He was 100% a human being. Mm. At any point, he could, with a snap of his fingers, taken all of his divine power back to himself. And that was a temptation that Jesus had and that he suffered that we will never have. Mm. But he never did. And people look at what Jesus did and they look at the miracles he did and what Jesus, you know, Jesus raised the dead and Jesus healed the blind and Jesus, you know, um, could tell what another person was thinking, all of these things. And they were like, well, that was easy. Jesus did that because he was God. Except that the Bible says the things that you have seen me do, you will do. (laughs) But even greater. Exactly. Which seems crazy. 
It does. <laughs> but that's because Jesus wasn't doing it in his own power. Yes. Yes. If Jesus had done okay, if Jesus had done all these things in his own power, would he be an example to us? An effective example? No. Well no, because we be. could never be yeah. able to do what we, he we could do. We could look do. at that and go, oh, well that's impossible. Yeah. Why well, even bother trying? Just but give because, up now. But because he did it as a human being, we can look at what Jesus did and said, Okay. Mm. Jesus did that, therefore mm. we can live a life like Jesus lived his life as well. Yeah. Also not in our power. Yes. Okay, so somebody has uh, texted in my go-to verse for the character of Jesus is the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22-23. It's a great mm. chapter right there. In fact, my wife has been teaching a primary um, Sabbath school, which is the Adventist equivalent of Sunday school class, um, and they've been going through the fruit of the Spirit. Every week I get challenged like, okay, what fruit am I going to match with faith? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I have to scratch my head and come up with something. I think I failed on faith. But that is a good verse, though, that little fruit of the Spirit. Humility, is, I said um, rock melons. Interesting. Yeah. I do. Because they grow on the ground. Uh-huh. Humility, right? Mm-hmm. They have no flashy color. They look brown. Uh, they're solid like a rock. Well, they're, they're, they're named after a solid thing like a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a rock melon. Um, and... Uh, Having rock-solid humility is a good thing. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, I don't know whether we ended up with that one or not, but uh, that was my suggestion. I got sidetracked. I went down a rabbit hole. Need to come back to this passage. (laughs) It's a really good passage. I'm going to read verse 16. The Bible says, For truly he did not take on him the nature of angels, but the seed of Abraham. Mm. There's a difference between angels and humans. And the Bible says that Jesus took on the seed of Abraham. Uh, where are we up to Kelvin? Could you read for us verse 17, please? And then many, if you can finish off with verse 18. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 2.17. For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Mm. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. I want you to think about this for a moment. What is the wages of sin? Death. Death. Death is the wages of sin. But when Jesus came to this earth, he lived as a human and he suffered as a human. Mm. Now, if he suffered as an angel, if he suffered as God, well, that doesn't really count for anything because he could just, you know, switch the pain off. Yeah. No, but he suffers as... He suffered as a human being. If you're wondering if Jesus loves you, yeah, yeah, just... Read this passage. Just read this passage. Just think about what this really means. uh Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And think about what Jesus went through. Yeah. And then when you're suffering and when you're tempted, know that Jesus has been there. And when Jesus, you know, says, I can put my arm around you, I can be close to you, I can get you through this. Mm. That's not an empty promise. He can get you through it because he has been through it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the whole point of why Jesus became a human being. Well, part of the whole point, I should say, it's just like bottomless subject. Part of the whole point of why Jesus became a human being, made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a human being, became one just like us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right. Uh, now it is time for... Question of the Day. Okay, the question is, how old was Mary 
when she immaculately, is that the word? Immaculately conceived Jesus. Yeah, this is a really good question. And this has come up a few times. There was a very famous um, court case in the United States where a senator uh, was on trial for pedophile behaviour and his defence said, well, you know, Mary was just 12 years old when uh, she gave birth to Jesus, so why can it, how can it be morally wrong? That was, that was the legal defence that was put forward. That's a terrible defence. It's the worst, worst imaginable defence ever, ever to imagine. And where he came up with that, who knows? But anyway, be that as it may, that was used, uh, it was like in, back in 2012 or something or other. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, dear. You would think that people would be a little bit more educated than that these days. Okay, first of all, the Bible does not give Mary's age. The Bible does give a, a, a couple of clues. It gives you three clues uh, as to where Mary was in life. Uh, first of all, the Bible says that she is a virgin. Mm-hmm. Now, a virgin has two meanings in the Bible. It can mean a young girl or it can mean a girl or woman who has not slept with a man. In Mary's case, the Bible says, uh, if you go to uh, Luke chapter 1 and oh, where are we? Verse 34, I think it was. In verse 34, the Bible says, Then Mary said to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man, or I have not slept with a man, or I have not had sex with a man? So she is a virgin who has not had sex with a man. Okay, so when she is counted in that particular context, then there is no longer a demand that she is a teenager. Right. So virgin can either mean a teenager mm-hmm. or a woman who's not slept with a man or both. Yeah. Right? And so it simply says that she was a virgin who had not, and then it clarifies that she had not slept with a man. So she's that kind of virgin. So she could be uh, more than that. Now, it goes even further. The evidence goes even a little bit further. When you go back to uh, verse 28, the angel came unto her and said, um, You are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Not amongst virgins, not amongst teenagers, not amongst girls, but amongst women. So Mary is classed as a virgin who has not been with a man and as a woman. So that places her in an older category. Now, that does not say that she's an old person at all. Uh, The indication is from the Bible that she was probably still very young. Because mm. at what age would they become women, culturally speaking, back then? Yeah, and this is something that is hotly debated. Okay. The Bible doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, you know, culturally at that time, if you look at Hellenistic culture, which was the dominant culture of the time, so right now Western culture dominates the world. Back then Greek culture dominated the world. Uh, they became a woman around about the age of 12. They became a well, – not sorry, they didn't become a woman, but they became um, – of marriageable age once they had menstruated. Mm-hmm. So whenever menstruation, so about, around about the age of 12 was fairly typical uh, back in those days. Whereas the Bible says here in relationship to Mary that she was a woman mm. who had never been with a man and therefore she was that kind of virgin. Mm. Mm. So this indicates that you know she wasn't 12 years old, she wasn't 14 years old, anything like that. She was definitely uh, much older than all of um, you know those kinds of theories that have been floating around. Those are kind of the only hints that we have right there. I think the other thing that's kind of obvious is that we know from research that it's just immoral 
for an older person to, you know, to have sex with a child. Mm. And we know when a person goes from being a child to being an adult. And we know when a person reaches a point where they can uh, truly give consent. And if we know that, then God certainly knows that a whole lot better than what we do. Mm. And if God knows it a whole lot better than what we do, then God's not going to be doing something immoral. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's as simple as that. Okay, so that's about all the information we have on that. The Bible says that she was a woman who had not been with a man. The Bible often uses the, you know, the, Bible uses the term virgin. People often re- refer that as uh, to, well, she was obviously a teenager. And that may be possible that she was also a teenager, but she would have been a late teenager, as in 1819. If she's going to be classed as a woman, she was most likely 20. Yeah, well, Jewish culture talks about bar mitzvah, which was boys. That's you begin becoming a man from 12 on, mm-hmm. and you have bat mitzvah, which is what the girls do. Yes. So you've got the, you begin that. You begin. You begin you, that you're process. not a woman. You're not that. But you begin the process from oh, then. Oh, right. interesting. Yes, it's a process. Yep. Anyway, there's some thoughts to share with you this morning. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.